With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Mad Dragon Podcast. Well, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mad Dragons podcast. And tonight, you might want to talk some more about Ben Hunt. And I'm sure some panel members uh, won't be able to help themselves. But we've said what we said about Ben Hunt on Sunday night's show. And and honestly, uh, nothing has changed since. Uh, This game against the Warriors is a must-win to keep our season's flickering candle alight as we celebrate Jack DeBellin's 200th game as a Dragon. Uh, Hasman, take us through the Dragon squad. Alrighty, so here's how we line up against uh, the Warriors this week. So uh, Tyrell Sloan is the fullback. Uh, Matt Fine and Michaeli Ravalawa are on the wings, as always. Uh, Moses Sully and Zach Lomax, likewise, in the centres. Um, Jaden Sullivan uh, is the 5'8". Ben Hunt is the halfback and captain. And the forwards, we've got Francis Molo and Blake Laurie. Jacob Little uh, is the hooker. In the second row, we've got Jack Bird uh, making his return after having a bit of a rest with his, uh, I think it was knee soreness issues. Uh, Jaden Sewer will partner him. And Jack DeBellin will be the lock in his 200th game, as uh, Donnie just mentioned. And on the interchange bench, we've got Junior Ramon, Michael Milo, Ben Murdoch-Masilla playing against his old club, and Zane Musgrove. And the referee is Adam by G, by Jingo, by Crikey. Back to you, Donny. Well, thanks, mate. We will uh, get into the Dragons team uh, a, a little bit later. But uh, first of all, we've got a, a special guest to join us uh, for our uh, f- for this little segment here. So we'll get into this. Come with me as we go behind enemy lines. Well, good day, Dragons fans. I'm Big T, and this is Behind Enemy Lines, Round 17. 
Before I bring in, I guess I'll run through the Warriors team. At the back, you've got Charles Nickel Klukstad. What a great name that is. Um, Dallin Martini Zalesniak, another one. And Montello Mont Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey in the sevens. Metcalf and Johnson, half and five-eighth. Snell Blake, Wade Egan, and Big Bunty Afoa on the front row. Hasman's boy, Jackson Ford. We all know he loves Jackson Ford. And Niakora, Tohu Harris, locks the scrum on the bench. He's dangerous at times, this bloke, Dylan Walker. Josh Curran, Bailey Sirenin, and Tommy Ale. Only fan, Freddie Lussick, and Andrew Epps, the coach. All right, bring in, our, bring in our guest now, Christian. Christian, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing very good. And yourself? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Um, tell us who, um, where you come from and what's the podcast you do? So I, um, I'm from Auckland, New Zealand, born in Auckland, New Zealand, but I've been in Australia living on the Gold Coast for around about 10 years. So um, since 2010, I've been living in Australia. I'm a Warriors fan, massive Warriors fan, um, proud Kiwi, born and bred. Um, I run a channel called Warriors NRL Fanatics on YouTube. So you know, just go and search that up there and I'm um, also on other platforms as well. So you can find me everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and I've also got a Facebook group as well, but that's run with myself and other few people. Nice, cool. Um, well, um, I'll start with the, the big news in the NRL. It might be a big news for you, maybe. Yeah. Roger took a few of us as talking about coming back. Um, you'd like him in the Warrior side. Um, would you like him back? Yeah, so Roger's coming back next year. Um, he signed on a uh, two, I think he signed for a couple of seasons. Um, oh, so he has signed? Yeah, he's he's already signed um, through. Okay. Um, earlier this year, he signed to uh, he signed from next year onwards. Um, but there's um, obviously there's been some talks around rumours around whether he's going to get an early release because um, he hasn't yep. been named in the All Blacks. He's in rugby um, All Blacks um, side lately um, for the upcoming um, fixtures before the uh, World Cup. But yeah, but, yeah at the moment. Um, um, Andrew Webbs has all, uh, pretty much hosed that rumour down. Um, he said in a press conference, a uh, little media uh, thing today, chat interview, that um, there's been some rumours, but at the moment the club's not really talking to him. So basically that's – he squashed the rumours at the moment. So, okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Now, I was just talking, he might, might have come back this year and um, I was talking about the Roosters, but the Roosters get yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have they got a salary cap? Who knows? Um, the Warriors are a tough team to analyse. Like they played the last two years in Australia, really. Yes. And yeah. um, they played half of last year back in New Zealand. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we had some yeah, games yeah. back into the season down there at Mount Smart in New Zealand. So, yeah. So you can't really take their form from those couple of years. What do you think about their form this year? And will they play semi-finals? Yeah, so at the moment, we're sitting in sixth spot on the NRL ladder currently. Um, so it's been it's been a tough couple of years. Uh, obviously, with the COVID uh, pandemic, this team has been based in Australia for quite some time. Uh, we've been based in Redcliffe. We've been based in Kerrigal. Um, you know, we've been around the joint. We've been around the joint for some time. We've also had former Dragon himself, Nathan Brown, who was the coach at the Warriors yep. for a couple of years. Um, um, for me, that was, you know, probably one of the darkest um, years in history of the Warriors, I think, personally. I think what Nathan Brown has really done, done at the club is 
nothing but great, nothing but terrible, actually. I think he's been terrible. And since, um, you know, since, since he's gone to a lot of clubs, you know, he's been at Newcastle, yeah. he comes to the Warriors. You know, he, he hasn't had a really tough, done a lot. He had a tough so. time at Newcastle. Yeah. Tough time at Newcastle. Yeah, he has. But he went, sure. he went to the UK and he done fairly well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so they've, 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 they've been a little bit patchy this year, um, the Warriors. Um, they've won three, I think it's three games at home and three games away, maybe, I think it is. Um, yes, so, yep. Yeah, and they've, they've lost more more away. Um, but, yeah, I think they go pretty good. I don't mind the New Zealand side. They're, um, they're a good side. But you've got, you've got to thank New Zealand for doing what they did over the, the, um, the lie yeah. year, I mean, the COVID years. Um, so, um, anyway, oh, we'll carry on. Um, I know you're going to say, Sean Johnson, where else are the Warriors strong uh, in, in attack and defence? So, I think uh, for, for me, it's obviously got to be... Uh, Sean Johnson leads the way, but our four-pack as well, Adam Tanua Blake, I think he's probably been in his best form in his career for the Warriors in um, quite some time. I think this has been one of his better seasons to date. And um, I'm, I'm, I would say that he's probably one of the up there as one of the best props um, with um, up there in the game at the moment. Um, you, you can argue um, against it, yeah. but that's what I think uh, personally. Um, yeah. yeah, we've got a very good sort of solid four pack, um, <laughs> a good bench as well with Walker coming back into the side. I think Dylan Walker adds plenty. Um, he can play a number of positions as well. Play a bit of five eight hooker. He's played. Mm. He started as well this year quite in the 5-8 spot as well. So he's been in the team quite regularly. Curran's very good off the bench as well in the forwards. Uh, Montoya's been great on the wing. Watini's the Lesniak's been in outstanding form for us throughout the past couple of weeks as well. And CNK at the fullback spot's been very good for us too. So I think overall, if you look at the Warriors team, it's, you know, we've got some strengths everywhere across the field. And I think the team in, in general is, you know, doing very well. And I think what, what Webby's bringing, um, Andrew Webster, for those of you who don't know, who um, yeah. was an assistant coach for us a couple of years ago when we had Andrew McFadden. So he, he knows a bit about the club already, even you know, even though the club's changed since then when he, he was last there. You know, he went to Penrith, um, did some, you know, he was assistant coach for Penrith, won the premierships as well. I think he was the attacking coach, I believe, the attacking coach there, or defensive coach. But yeah, Webby's done a very good job. I think he's bringing this team really together each week and oh. we're showing a lot of consistency as well. And I think our effort areas have been great. So that's something you want to see as a Warriors fan. But going into this year, like I didn't really have a lot of expectation. I thought this was going to take some time uh, for this team to get going again. But, you know, we've exceeded expectations so far, sitting in sixth. And I think, you know, it's going to be... I think personally, I think if we don't make the finals from here, I think it's going to be a bit of a... Disappointment. Um, yeah. Well, that was my next question about Webster, but you just answered that one. So I'll ask you yeah. about your team has got some hair on them. <laughs> um, yeah. But Tennis has got the best mullet I've, I've ever seen. Um, it could be yeah. a Mexican crooner, he could be. Um, and and Bungie yeah. Afoa. Oof, it should be Afroa. Look at the hair on that bloke. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, anyways, anybody else got any questions for Christian? I do, actually. Oh, Yasmin, you go first. <laughs> no, no, you go. <laughs> um, <Next> board, <laughs> <Hasman>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, what do you think is the key to Sean Johnson finding his vintage form? He's been probably the key to your success this year. Um, and you've been the surprise packet so far in the comp. What 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 do you think of the form of Sean Johnson so far this year? Yeah, look, I think um, a lot of Warriors fans, including myself, had a lot of doubts around uh, Sean Johnson because um, last year yeah, he did it really tough. Um, obviously, he um, his family um, always all of his family best in New Zealand um, and his wife and as young child and he had to watch his young child get you know get born as well. So that had been really difficult for him as well. And you know, as well as the fact that the team weren't performing on the field and things weren't going great and um, Nathan Brown and all that sort of stuff. And it was, it's a bit of like, you know, a bit of a reversal of form, you know, he's shown like his best career form that he's shown in some quite some time actually. So uh, to see Sean Johnson back to his very best is very good because it really does help the club as well. And I felt that, you know, going into this year with some of the young players we got coming on board, we had Volkman, Metcalf and the likes of Tamari Martin. I thought, you know, Sean Johnson's, position, which is crazy to say, that may be under threat because um, you know, his form wasn't great um, last year. So you know, he's really turned around his performances. He's a lot more comfortable. He's a lot more confident. You can see how happy he is now these days. Um, he's really showing and his form has been showing it too. So yeah, look, it's great. It's really good to see Sean Johnson in this bit of form and it's really helping the side at the moment as well. Thanks. All good. So, As uh, just want to talk to you about uh, a, a guy that uh, everyone's expecting me to talk about, uh, Jackson Ford, who's uh, come over to you guys from the Dragons uh, this season, and uh, from what I've seen, he's actually been doing uh, doing pretty decent. In fact, I was just having a quick look at the stats, and um, he scored two tries in thirty three games for the Dragons, and has done the same in twelve games for. Uh, for the Warriors, what do what do you think Jackson Ford brings uh, to the Warriors uh, Ford pack? Yeah, so it's an interesting one because uh, going into the uh, you know off season, uh, I personally wasn't too sure about him. Um, I I haven't seen a lot of them um, up to that point, but what I thought was this, the signing at the start of the year, I thought he was going to be coming in for like you know sort of a play that adds a bit of depth um, in the Fords um, personally. Um, that's what I thought at the start, but I think January, as as the you know as the start of the season off, I think he's starting to you know prove me wrong, and, and I, I like I'm happy to be proven wrong. I've put my hand up and see it's it's great to see, and he's been adding plenty to the side. But I think uh, overall, um, Jackson Ford, you know, there's there's still things in his game. I will say this that he does probably need to sort out a bit. Like he does seem to you know give away a penalty or two in the game or you know, miss a tackle there and then. So I think there's some things that you need to think that he does need to sort out overall. But look, I think he's doing a solid job of what he's doing at the moment. So yeah, look, I'm pretty happy at the moment how he's going, but you know, obviously I think he can improve as well. Christian, yeah. Christian yeah. I've got one for you too. Sorry, Hasman. Yep. Christian, I'm very impressed with uh, the fullback that came from Canberra, Charles Nickel Clockstead. Yeah. I think he's absolutely brilliant, quite achiever. Brilliant for you with the spine. Um, I imagine he's up on the run meters. And, uh, mate, what a bloody weapon to have at the back there in attack and in defense. He, he just seems like an inspired <coughs> player at, at the Warriors. Yeah, I, I think um, obviously that that he came into the side and, uh, you know, we lost Reese Walsh. And um, 
a lot of people were saying that Reese Walsh was such a big loss for us. Now, I think, um, you know, signing Chancellor Clookstart, I thought was a very good signing. Um, I was a massive fan of it. And CNK back in a couple of years ago was was at the Warriors. Um, didn't get a lot of first-grade opportunities. And, uh, you know, went over to the Canberra Raiders and obviously got his chances there and, you know, featured in a grand final as well. So I think um, he went up pretty well at the Canberra Raiders at the time. And um, last year obviously was tough. Um, he didn't have his great... I think he didn't play a lot of first grade last year. Um, that game against the New South Wales Cup game um, was his last game there. And, you know, he was in tears in that. And, you know, it's quite emotional for him. But I think coming back home, you know, it was it was something that really motivated him to come back to the club. And I think that's um, been great for us, actually. I think he's really doing some good stuff for us on the field, especially. And I think he's been working very hard as well. So, you know, I, I really am a big fan of him back when he was at the club, uh, obviously didn't get his chances, but here is now doing pretty well. So, yeah. I have one more. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yep. Um, so, actually, this one's more about your coach, Andrew Webster, his first time as an NRL coach. Um, people forget he was the... Um, people talk about Cameron Torella, the Penrith assistant, previously. People don't know that just too much. Um, Andrew Webster was the... Um, He's probably the forgotten man in the um as the defender assistant as well, and um he'd probably be contender for coach of the year the way he's gone. Like, no, you wouldn't pre- predict anyone that would say the Warriors uh, would be pushing for semi final football, but he's done a remarkable job with them this year. What what are your thoughts on Andrew Webster? Yeah, look, I think um, Andrew Webster's coming from the uh, coming from the Penrith um, system. Um, he also he he. he well, he was at the Warriors um, a couple of years ago. Now he was assistant coach um, under um, Andrew McFadden, and Andrew McFadden, who um, is a Canberra man. Um, and uh, yeah, look, he has been very good for us. He has been very good for us this year. I think what he brings is a different dilemma to the side. Um, obviously, now I think it's something similar to what Ivan Cleary bought for us many years ago when he was at the Warriors. I think he just brings that calm sort of demeanour, um, you know, and I think what I like about Webster is, you know, he can he speaks very well as a coach and, and he can get that sort of confidence as players as well. So, yeah, I've been so impressed with what Andrew Webster has done so far this year. And I think what he's going to bring in the next four years for this club is I think will be in, moving in the right direction. Uh, Christian, just a quick uh, follow-up uh, from my earlier question. Uh, yep. And uh, I think uh, Donnie will be interested to hear your uh, your thoughts on this as well. Uh, do you think Jackson Ford is be- a better player than Billy Burns? <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, you freaking cheater. Uh, it's just a running joke on this um, program, Christian. Yeah. Um, All good. Donnie once said... You even, do do you even know who Billy Burns is? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be honest about no. it. Uh, yeah. Donnie no. has a grand no. answer no. no. <laughs> with Jackson Ford. That's the answer yeah, for you. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll continue on. We played 34 times. Uh, Dragons have won 24 and, the, and lost 10. So we're sort of your bogey team. So this is where I like to take a walk down memory lane. I'm going to go back to 2015, um, round 22. On a wet and cold New Zealand night, after winning last week against the Knights, the Dragons had endured a seven-game losing streak. 
The Warriors, after three straight losses, tumbled down to the top eight. And their misery didn't stop there, mate. The Warriors were caught napping by Benji Marshall with just a long ball out to Justin Hunt. Um, I couldn't even remember Justin Hunt played for the Dragons. A uh, long ball out to him <laughs> on the wing and he scores a try 4-0 on the Dragons. Kick missed from the sideline. We won't talk about that. And then Nathan Fiend, Nathan Friend barged over from dummy half, only to be held up. Sorry, mate, no try. And then 20 minutes later, Mitch Rain does the same thing, barges over, but he scores this time under the post. Dragons 10-0. Sorry, man. Um, Warriors, Warriors tried hard, hard, all, all first half, to no avail. Dragons led 10-0 at half time. Five minutes into the second half, Mitch Rain chips the ball into the end goal. And you want to know who caught it? Donnie, do you know who caught it? No idea, mate. Jake Marquito. Oh, the great one. <laughs> yeah, he was flying through through the air like a ballerina <laughs> and then crashed to the ground like a rock. <laughs> Scored the drive. Dragon 16-0. Uh, okay, here we go. Then from 30 metres out on the own line, Dragon moved to the left. Mitch Rain again scoots from dummy half, passes to Ewan Aiken. And guess what Ewan Aiken did? He passed the ball. <laughs> out to Peter Metadia. Uh, Dragon's over 22-0. Still half an hour to go. Uh, rid of, rid of, and in and away from about 15 out. Dragons 26 now. Sorry, man. It's even getting worse. It's getting embarrassing for the Warriors. Well, when Tyson Frizzell sliced through paper thin defense to score out the their right hand side. Dragons uh, 30, 34 nil. Uh, penalty goal to Gareth Widdop. Dragons 36 nil, mate. And as they say, the rest is history. That's a walk down memory lane. Thanks for being with us, Christian. You've been absolutely fantastic. Loved having yeah. you on. Um, yeah, but 36, 36 nil. Sorry, man. Had to go back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all good now. Thanks thanks for having me on. I really, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's great, yeah. great to be on. We, we all like to have fun. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you joined us. Awesome. All right, back to you, Donnie. Thanks for that, Christian. Yeah, just just no before I, just before I let you go, mate, give give yep. one more plug to your to, to your page because I understand you had a pretty good guest on tonight. Yeah, I did actually. Yourself, um, Donnie, um, so it's great to have you on. It was um, great chat and great preview. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. I, I really do appreciate it. But you can find me um, at um, on YouTube Warriors NRL Fanatics. Just search me up there. Um, I'm also uh, on Instagram as well, uh, Twitter. TikTok, all those platforms, so you can find me there. So, yeah, just search me up there. Fantastic, mate. Thanks very much for joining us, and yeah, thanks very much for having me earlier tonight on on your show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Also, beautiful. All right, uh, always always good to uh, get a, a bit of insight into the, the opposition team. Uh, yeah, whenever we we do behind enemy lines, I think it's a it's a wonderful little addition to the the show, Big T. And uh, all right, we might um we might go into it to another segment. So get the uh, get the fans involved. Let's uh, let's go into to Jags Dragons trivia.
Okay, good evening, guys. Welcome to um, Jags Dragons Tribute for this week. So I've got a special treat tonight. I've got two questions. Um, the first one is concerning a big milestone man, my, my screensaver tonight. So it's Jack DeBellin. So this week he'll play his 200th game at Wynn Stadium on Friday night against the Warriors. So the first question tonight is, when did Jack DeBellin make, play his, make his NRL debut? What year did he make it? Um, who was it against and what was the venue? So yeah, who can you name where, who, where he, when and where he made his NRL debut and what team did he play against? And fire away in the comments and the next question will be up very shortly after that. And we go straight away. Uh, Marcus Stolberg says 2014. No, that is incorrect. Well, we uh, keep the guesses coming. So that's the that's the first stab in the dark. Uh, Peter Placidio Veneziano, one of our favourites, uh, says uh, the Knights at Newcastle in two thousand and twelve. No, that is incorrect. No, that is yeah. Add a couple of couple of guesses. And uh, we'll we'll see if uh, a, a few more come through, but uh, hopefully somebody else can can watch the watch the comments. Uh, but, but while we get into to having a bit of a chat about our team, uh, so while we wait for a few answers to to Jesse's question, I'll go to you, Rob. I know I said we weren't going to talk about this, but uh, we can't really go through the show without uh, discussing uh, the Ben Ben Hunt has been selected in the team. Two days after Origin 2 in Queensland, given the week that has been, do you really think Ben Hunt will take his place on Friday night? Well, Donnie, um, after everything that's happened, I'll be sceptical, to be honest with you. I'll be thinking the man would probably, uh, with all the press, to be fair to him, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty hard, pretty shocking. He did ask for release, there's no doubt it's true, uh, you know, with the Dragons. Uh, Ryan Webb confirmed it. I'd be thinking if he could think he could get out of the game <laughs> and not play, I'd be doing the same thing. But, look, my information is tonight um, from Shane Flanagan via Ryan Carr that Hunt's going to play on Friday. He'll back up uh, unless he's injured. He will be playing on Friday night. And I've got to say, I've been a, you know, a bit of a hater of him for wanting to leave the Dragons as a captain and et cetera. But without gaining all that, as you said, we've been into it. But I've got to give it to him. If he's going to show up on Friday and he's going to run out, well, good luck to him, mate. That's all I can say. But my information is, I've heard Shane Flanagan say it, that he's going to be playing on Friday night, unless he's injured. So, yep. Yeah. There you go, Donnie, in a nutshell. There you go. You, you, you reckon your 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 mail is that Ben Hunt's going to play? I, I, uh, I, yeah, that that would surprise me a little bit. But uh, we we have a, a another couple of uh, stabs at the, the answer, Jesse, to to Jags Dragons trivia question. Uh, Chris Holmes uh, says two thousand and eleven against Manly. That is correct. I just need to know um the venue. What the, where did he make his debut? Which ground venue. was it at? 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Con, con, con Flamingos was, Fiamengos was about... Uh, Three three uh, milliseconds behind, he said the same had the the same right answer. So now we just need the venue. Can't be too many possibilities. Dragons against Manly. You wouldn't think there'd be be too many options to choose from. So uh, you chuck the guesses in. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that uh, because it's in in your quiz that it's a it's a it's a venue that maybe you wouldn't think of. Maybe I don't know. But. Uh, there's only a few different home grounds to choose from, so I don't know. Have a guess. Who have you got? Yeah, has Hasman's onto the money, but we won't reveal that. Yes. <laughs> Rory McDonald says Suncorp. Suncorp. <laughs> well, Manly Suncorp. do take a home game to Suncorp. Maybe it was uh, Magic Round back in 2011. <laughs> It was no the magic. <laughs> oh, really? No, thanks, thanks for filling me in. <laughs> come on, come on, Chris, you got it. Come on, have, have a stab. Chris Holmes, have a stab. Well, Chris is. Uh, 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 well, it's uh, actually Con says the goal. Yes, it was a the... Monday night game, 2011, Wind Stadium in Wollongong. It was on the 27th of June, 2011. Um, and his first game, and it was um, Wayne Bennett handed him his NRL debut. I think it was a game after State of Origin. They were backing up after State of Origin. We had a few play in Origin 2 that night. Well, the Wednesday night before that, yeah. Well, how about this battle between uh, Con and Chris? Uh, Chris got the first answer by about three milliseconds, <laughs> and Con's beat him by about the same... At time <laughs> in, in with the win stadium part of the question. What does wow. uh, what does Confiamagos win? Yeah, oh, he's, he's uh, got, got got some bragging rights there, mate. He's we, got uh, the satisfaction of getting the question right. That's it. Any, any, anyone out there wants to to sponsor Jags Dragons trivia so we can can have a prize to to, to give to the the winner of the quiz each week? Then uh, yeah, definitely get in touch. Chris with Holmes us. has gone further in depth. We won twenty four six. No, he, he wants he wants that prize. He wants to be known as the uh, so. Well, the Chris, I got to give him the winner. He's, he's the winner. <laughs> yeah. nah, good on him. It's uh, it's it's a name I don't think I've seen too often in the, in the comments before. The price, so maybe maybe a new new commenter. So uh, love lovely to have uh, have you on board, mate. Lockie Lock, Dixon Lock... says bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> Fast fastest finger first. All right, and I've um, got a follow up question. Oh, you've got a follow-up question. Okay, well, here we go. So the corresponding game last year, we played the Warriors at Cogra. 
Um, can anyone remember what Zach Lomax did in that game that was so memorable? I uh, think it was on highlights reels. Flick pass. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say flick pass. 200 flick passes. <laughs> yeah. See if you can remember back to this time last year. I think it was oh, midway yeah. through last year. We played at Cogra. Stephen Bates is after the bonus points. He says the crowd was 18,946. I'm going to assume he looked that up. <laughs> Unless he's incredibly autistic and remembers those kinds of figures. It's, uh, I... I'm going to call him the stat man. <laughs> uh, Chris Holmes says push Tyson Frizzell. Uh, not, not, no, so the game against the Warriors. He's at, he was at Newcastle, so not that one. Johnny Farr's on the money, yes. Oh, the uh, rugby mall to get out of the in goal. Yeah, he beat nine defenders to get out of the in goal. Well, he had, he, had, he, he had eight attackers pushing him too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was what he did right. Um, yeah, nine defenders. It was I was at that game. That was remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Jade's Dragons trivia for another week. And uh, yeah, always nice to... To sort of remember some of those uh, those moments, and you know Jack DeBell and celebrating his two hundredth, we we will talk about that a little bit in uh, a little bit later on because I know you're quite excited about it, Jess. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that, but uh, temporarily we'll uh, we'll stay with with Ben Hunt, uh, Muzza. Uh, I, I hope this works because I know you have had some trouble with your your internet today, but. Uh, if Ben Hunt doesn't back up, if he does not play on Friday night, what changes do you think that will see to the uh, to the seventeen? Hey guys, how are you? Hope uh, yeah, hope that's uh, coming through okay. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, if Ben Hunt doesn't play. Look, I, I think it probably will give uh, Junior Amon probably another shot at that, and we'll see those uh, Amon and Buddy combination in in Haas again, um, which will probably bring uh, Moses Embi back onto the bench. Much as a lot of people probably discuss, but uh, uh, he's probably probably the next best to go on there to, to cover all those positions. I think we've already spoken about. We've we've, we've ribbed him enough, but um, yeah, I, I think um, I think we'll go with uh, Amon, uh, Buddy, and and Embi to fill in those halves. And uh, look, either way, um, I'm pretty happy with um, with the way they've all been going. So well, the, the halves anyway. Amon certainly has to step up, and uh, if he does get his chance this week, if, if Hunt is injured after Origin, well. Uh, it's now or never. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think they think that's probably the the, the positive to, to all of this is that uh, we do have we, we do have a, a young halfback that needs time at, in the seven jersey. So, uh, yeah, we, we we we're getting to the point where there's going to be no excuse other than to to give him that time and and see how he goes. So, um, yeah, that's that's an exciting prospect, I think, for Dragons fans, albeit a little bit terrifying. Uh, I think sometimes it's uh, better the devil you know. Like we know what we're going to get out of Ben Hunt. I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what we're going to get uh, if if Jaden Sullivan is uh, becomes our full time halfback. I'm pretty confident, but uh, not everyone is. Um, all right, has man. Last last question that we'll have on Hunt is, is uh, Muzzer got the question if he what what happens if he doesn't play, but if he does play. What sort of reception do you expect Dragons fans to give him? Uh, look, I've, I've been keeping a bit of an eye on uh, all the all the socials uh, since this whole thing started, and uh, from and the ob observation that I've made is that uh, the fans are pretty much split down the middle 
you know, as to their feelings about what he's done and how he's gone about it. Um, so from that standpoint, um, I expect half the fans to, you know, to be behind him and, you know, support him, you know, as, as a Dragons player. And I expect the other half to completely ignore the board's pleas uh, to not boo him uh, on the basis that, you know, the board don't listen to the fans while should we listen to the stupid board. Uh, so I reckon he's he's going to cop a lot of shit from half the supporters and a lot of support from the other half. So uh, I reckon he's, I don't think it's going to be sort of too outrageous. Um, he's going to have a lot of fans at him and a lot of fans behind him. So I think it'll be sort of pretty much even Stevens. Yeah, I think that's pretty similar to the answer that I that I gave on Christian's show a bit earlier earlier on. Uh, I, I I think that some people will boo, and the booing is what you'll hear. Like I I, I think there will be some people that will be absolutely vitriolic. We, we've seen some of the Dragons fans in in you know other podcasts and podcasts and whatnot that have that have been absolutely ferocious in their attacks on, on Ben Hunt. But uh, there was an interesting point. I'll, I'll Actually, I'll, I might go to you, Muggs, just because you've you've chucked your hand up. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go with, with your point first, and then I'll ask you this question. No, you, you, you put your hand up and then left yourself on mute. I'm, I'm here. Just going back on what Hasman just said, I don't think, I don't think they'll be divided 50-50 on how they thought he went about it and whether it was right or wrong. I think everybody's in the same same thinking there. I think the um whether they will be divided whether they're gonna boo him or whether they're just gonna um you know cheer him on because he's got our jersey on. But I really think that the majority of people do think he's done the wrong thing by by means of what we're hearing and reading, not by means of what Ben Hunt has or has not actually said. So until we um hear it from him, uh well you know we're not gonna really know. But um yeah I I think if he's done it the wrong way, everybody's in agreement. It's just how everybody uh, deals with it. I think will be different. Yeah, mate. Uh, I, I, I'll give you the question that that Con sort of put in the uh, in the comments. Uh, it's it's a sort of a state of origin based question. And if if Ben Hunt doesn't play, doesn't play for the Dragons, doesn't play again between now and State of Origin three, does he get picked for Origin three? Is that to me? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, who, who knows? Who knows? Well, that's that's a Queensland thing. That's um, completely different club footy. So whether whether Billy's going to um, play him without any club time, well, who, who knows? But um, realistically, you'd have to say no. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think he'll do that. Yeah, I, I, I think Queensland would still pick him, quite, quite frankly. But uh, uh, Big T? Yeah, what happens if he plays and he has an absolute Barry Crocker? Um, like, he can't handle the ball and he doesn't kick, kicks out in the full, whatever, you know. He has, a, has an absolute shocker. What happens then? What are the crowds going to do to him? Oh, they're going to crucify him. Oh. There, there, there'll be someone that'll jump the fence. Like, there'll be some moron that'll jump the fence oh, to try and get sure. like, sure. him. And, be... and if he doesn't play and he ends up somewhere else, I don't know how he could do that. Um, he's not supposed to talk to any of the clubs because he's under contract. Um, but if he doesn't play and doesn't come back to the Dragons and ends up say the Titans, well, he'd be the first ever player to play State of Origin in the same year for two different clubs. I don't. I don't know. I, I think there's been a lot of uh, a lot of mid-season swaps that have 
happened over the course of time. No, I, I understand that, that, but I, you I don't, don't have to think, think that happened. I think it'll, it'll be the first. I think it'll be the first. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I would, I would have thought that it would have happened at some point over the, uh, the course of time. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, big, uh, big mid-season signings. I would have thought at some point it's happened, but uh, maybe we'll get uh, David Middleton onto that one. Hey, Donnie, I've got a question for you. Not on, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Not on the agenda. Um, is Hunt the first captain ever in the NRL to want a release from a team? I heard that today. I don't know if that's true or not. Irrespective well, of what everybody thinks or whatever. Didn't, didn't, well, Cam, Cameron, Cameron McInnes was the club captain, our last club captain, and he requested a release too. So, yeah. So he's not the not the first. He's the he's the oh, second, second dragon. dragon. He's, cap, he's the second dragon. He's <laughs> captain in a row to do it. Oh well. Well, there you go. So I, I, I don't know about any anybody else. I, I don't follow, follow too many other teams as closely as I follow the Dragons. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, been been very disappointing. Our last our last two captains have, have have decided they wanted to leave as soon as the coach got sacked. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, where are we on the agenda? Speaking of the agenda, I'm just trying to trying to find my place now. Um, okay, big big T. Big T, your your boy. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. He's been relegated to the bench after being close to our best in his last outing. Do you think he's a little hard done by? Oh, I don't think he's a little hard done by. Blake Laurie's back. Blake Laurie does a lot of work. He'll probably play about the same amount of minutes as he played anyway. I think he played 51 um, against South. So um, they'll, they'll both play around about the same amount of minutes, I'd say. Um uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he's hard done by. Blake Laurie's our, our number one prop. Um, arguably, Jack um, Jack DeBellin is number one prop as well, but Jack DeBellin's back to his number 13 now, so I think he's a better lock. He's our better lock anyway. Um, yeah, no, Mikey Marlow, he's still in the side. He's staying in the side. Um, and, yeah, he'll play the same amount of minutes anyway. Yeah, yeah, I... I hope you're right because uh, uh, my my big concern with uh, with with Molo is is with Michael Molo is is that he's not an impact player. I would have thought Frankie's a better impact player coming off the bench, uh, yeah. whereas Michael's more of a sort of work rate kind of player. As we saw the other week, he gets through a mountain of work if you give him the minutes. You would have, oh I, but I guess who the knows question, with the, who well, knows in the rule these days. Yeah, I guess the question there would be, you know, if you've got Michael Milo and Blake Laurie, you've got two uh, two relatively undersized front rowers, don't you? So yeah. Frankie's, Frankie's they, he's probably our third or fourth best, mate. Well, yeah, now now Kerr's gone. He's up in I mean now probably our third best, third best yeah. front rower in the side. Well, Jesse, you had your hand up there, mate. Well, actually, uh, my um, I was just going on what Rob said before. Um so the last captain to ask for a release from his club was Adam Reynolds at Souths. So Souths, a couple of years ago, as you know, they um, they were only offering him a one-year extension. And the Brisbane Broncos offered him a three, three or four-year contract, I think it was. So he asked Souths for a release. And then, yeah, he joined the Broncos. He, want, he wanted more security. Souths wouldn't give, give him more than a one-year contract. So he, he wanted out. Well, there you go. All right, Jesse. I um, I've kept this question back specifically for you because I, I know you're more excited than anyone 
for Jack DeBellin's 200 game, 200 games, it's it's okay, uh, but it's it's not that big of an achievement, I think, in the modern game. Uh, tell us why you think it is for Jack. Well, it's probably because he's, he's had three years out of the game. He's, he's had a, he, he more probably had sports, whether he'd reached 200 games, like whether he'd uh, get there, but he's done well. He, I think he's found his form again that um, he, um, what we know and love him for. His defense has been outstanding this year. I think he's one, been one of our better players this year. Um, missed the first month of the comfort. He's really made his mark ever since and was rewarded with the captaincy against the Dolphins a few weeks ago. Um. Yeah. Um. He's had a great career. He, he and he's he recently just um said his passion for the club and he wants to play on again next year and and potentially the year after he wants to be a one club player. He debuted as I said. Um, he debuted back in 2011. Been through our pathways. Um. Was the Holden Cup player of the year back then. Um. And yeah, he, he's he's always been known for his rock solid defense and yeah. Three years out of the game, it might have been a um, question of who, whether he would make it, whether he'd be back at, at all playing in the NRL. But yeah, um, back in twenty twenty one when he was first allowed to come back, he was a bit rusty. But now, now he, he's found his full fitness, and um, yeah, he, he's he's really starting to play the football we know he can, and that's what we love him for. And yeah, it, it's going to be a great achievement. And what better way to um, celebrate his um two hundredth game in front of his home fans at Wynn Stadium on Friday? Um, As there was the captain, that, Well, I think he should be. At least he should. Um, if he's not, he should at least lead the team out for this um milestone achievement in his career. And um, the club has something big planned for it too. I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, yeah, but, no, it should be a good good occasion. Someone actually said on I was what listening to the radio this morning. Someone actually suggested that um with the saga with Ben Hunt, someone should um push the celebrations back to next week's game at Sharp Park, but. I don't think you'll get any dragons. You won't get many dragon supporters at Shark Park. He deserves to celebrate this big achievement in front of the home fans at Wynn Stadium. No animal park, please. It should be more dragons fans at Shark Park than sharks. <laughs> kick, kick, kick them out of there like they bloody kicked us out of our home ground for a couple of years. But fuck uh, them. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Always uh, lo- love a local local derby. But uh, Rob. Uh, move, moving on now, uh, Jack Bird returns. Uh, talking about the other Jack. Looking for a pure opinion here. Obviously, we, we don't have any inside scoop on this, but uh, do, you, do you buy the club's official word that he was injured and missed two weeks with knee soreness? Or do you think there's some other reason why, uh, why he hasn't been playing? I do and I don't. So that's Arthur and Martha, Donny. Um, the reason why I say that is I've seen Jack in Cronulla over the time when he's been injured and he's bloody at the ice cream place at Cronulla getting an ice cream and moving freely. <laughs> so he did look too injured for me in the past. He, he looks like he's that, had a few ice creams too. In saying that, um, mate, yeah, I don't know. Look, there's been a few penalties obviously on the field, um, given away, indiscretions, etc. Um, so I don't know whether that's the club in the way sort of saying to Jack, listen, you know, you're, gonna, you're out for a couple of weeks. We're not going to put you in New South Wales Cup, but, you know, we're going to say you're injured um, just to hey, get your head around it, come back. 
We don't want all these bloody penalties, all this going on with the referee and all that. But I can't be sure, Donnie, at the end of the day. So what do you believe? Um, and, you know, who do you believe? Um, but, look, he's in the, he's in the uh, team this weekend for Jack's 200th. So bloody run straight, Jack Bird. Don't run <laughs> sideways. Yeah, the crab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a time on a treadmill and keep him on there and so he can run straight. But, look. <laughs> Yeah, Donny, I don't know, mate. That's a hard one, mate. It could be either way, right? At the end of the day, it's, oh, but mate, I, 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 as, 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 as I say, it's a, it's a pure opinion. What what is it that you you think? And I think you know it comes down to you know who, who you you are more than more than uh, who Jack Bird is. I think uh, the conspiracy theorists they always think there's a conspiracy. They always think yeah. that there's there's something more going on that the club aren't telling. I, I think he. You know, I, I'm a, I'm intentionally naive. I don't mind being naive. It's uh, a good way to live. You, you you sort of believe the things that are told you, and, and you're you're happy about it. So, you know, I I think Jack DeBellin had had knee soreness. I think he's uh, had knee issues a lot in the past, and and he missed a couple of weeks to make sure that it was 100 percent right. So, bird, you mean? Yeah, bird. That's what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you'd hope you'd hope you'd hope the clubs on the straight and narrow, right, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, again, I I think the language that uh, that Carr used when uh, when it first happened was a little little strange. That and I think that gave people the idea that there was something more going on. But uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, as I say, Birds had a lot of knee injuries and stuff in the past, and uh, they they're just being rather conservative with it. So I don't, I don't think there's anything untoward going on, and uh, it's good to to see him back in the team. I personally don't like him as a second rower because I think he plays a lot straighter, a uh, lot more direct when he plays in the middle. But you know, a, a lot of we don't have a lot of uh, options or depth in the second row. So, um, all right, um, Mazza, uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla has probably been a little disappointing. Uh, to be honest, over the last little while, I thought he started the season okay, but I think the last sort of month, two months, has been pretty poor. But he's kept his spot on the bench. Uh, do you think he's lucky to still have his spot in this 17? Uh, yeah, I think he's um, very lucky, actually. Um, but like you stated, I think he did start off the, um, the season quite well, and he was um, great as a little bit of impact off the bench when he first came in. But um, you're looking at a bloke, Excuse me, looking at a bloke playing 80 minutes, having seven runs for, uh, you know, 60-odd metres or something in, in, in 80 minutes of footy, that's just for, for, for a front rower or a second rower or any, any forward, that's just unacceptable. Um, and he's done that the last couple of weeks. I think he ran, like I said, seven times in 80, meter, 80 minutes and I think the week before, maybe five runs in 40 minutes in half a game. So... Uh, and, and I mean, those runs that he's making, like he's making 60 metres, 50 of those are post-contact. So he can, you know, he can do a job. But uh, yeah, it's certainly been very, very quiet. And I think um, Jaden Hunt, probably another one who uh, was lucky to be in the side. He's still in the 18 or, or the extended bench. But uh, I certainly would have uh, young Couchman in there, giving him a go and just letting him uh, bloody rip and tear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, again, there's... There's there's a few other options that have uh, have gone gone all right in the lower grades that um, might be worth uh, giving them a bit of a look given uh, given how Ben Murdoch Masilla's been playing. I don't know that he's even when he's got been dropped back to reserve grade. I don't know that he's uh, that he's really stood up to to 
you know, demand that that spot in the, the starting side. I don't think he's been a standout when he has gone back to reserve grade even. So I think he's very lucky to, to be in the 17, very lucky to be getting picked every week. But uh, Hasman, I've noticed a bit of a pattern. Toby Couchman scores his first NRL try and he's dropped the following week. Toby Couchman scores his second NRL try and he's dropped the following week. Jaden Hunt scores his first NRL try and he's dropped the following game. Do you think that the Dragons' young forwards need to learn their lesson and stop scoring bloody tries? The coaches, <laughs> coaches clearly don't like it. Well, I mean, how young's young? I mean, I don't recall... Uh... Black Laurie, who admittedly is 26, so not exactly young. I don't remember him getting dropped after scoring his first trial, probably because it took him 91 games to do it. Um, but so, uh, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, or well, I'd be surprised if Billy Burns ever scores a try, to be honest. Uh, but if, hey, if, he were to get it, mate. if he were to get a try in NRL, I guarantee you he gets dropped the following week, but it'll have nothing to do with scoring a try. Yeah, well, I guess that's – is that kind of similar with, with Jaden Hunt? Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, Muzza sort of brought it up there that he that he's lucky to even be in the 22, uh, let alone the, the 17, despite the fact he, he scored a try and probably played his best game for the club uh, in that game against South. Yeah, we, we can't have these young blokes showing the old blokes up. It's not, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, a big T looking at that extended bench. Jaden Hunt, Moses Mbai, Max Fienai, Toby Couchman, uh, and the great Billy Burns. Uh, do you see any late changes from Carr an hour before kickoff? No, I don't think so. Um, maybe you could do a maxi maxi for a Maddie. Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got it written down here. Mbai may be coming if Hunt don't play. Um, I'm only I'll come in on to the into the six and Sullivan will play seven, in by to to fourteen. Who knows? Um, Jaden Hunt, like you were saying, he scored his first try. He's gone. I don't think they like the forward scoring, like you were saying, and um, they would rather the back score tries. So, yeah, I don't think there'll be any change in the magnificent Billy Burns had another great, great reserve grade game. But he scored another couple of tries and ran for a million metres. Um, but he doesn't doesn't transfer into first grade. Um, he's there. I don't think he'll be used. I don't think there'll be any, any changes except for Hunt maybe not playing. I don't think it, I don't think Hunt will play. That's my opinion. Um, I don't think Hunt will play another game for the Dragons. Um, I missed out on Sunday having my say. But um, I know no, no, I'm just going to say he, he, won't, he won't play on Friday. He won't play. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there's a lot of people uh, saying the same thing. They just can't see how how can he possibly run out as the captain? How, how can know. you uh, possibly lead the team that you said you don't want to be a part of? I yeah, look, if he comes out as a shocker, he's going to be he'll be bashed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think he'll play. Sorry, God. sorry, people. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. I, I agree with everything except uh, I think if Billy Burns was given three or four games in a row in the, the top grade in the second row, I think uh, I think he'd uh, prove a few people wrong. Uh, apart from the fact he he you know drops a few balls, 
Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, even his last game, he dropped the ball four times, but still ran for the most metres. If he caught those four balls, he probably run for about that 200 metres in that game and uh, is, yeah. gets the uh, the award as the, the best player in the entire NRL for that weekend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. But, he, but he did drop them, so he was shit. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know. How hard is it to hold on to a ball? Surely you can teach a guy how to hold on to the football and not drop it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that's about the only thing you need to learn. They're getting paid thousands of dollars to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's have a look at reserve grades because uh, they went pretty well on the weekend. So let's uh, let's have a bit of a look at uh, their highlights.
Yeah, so a uh, resounding win for the for the uh, the New South Wales Cup team there. Uh, Sione Finau on the wing was was outstanding. Ran for about two hundred and seventy odd meters. Uh, scored a, a couple of tries and uh, and set up another one uh, for Trey Stewart. Zach Herring uh, was outstanding as well. Scored a, scored a try and had four try assists. Uh, so he he's going really well and and showed some some fantastic footwork after a uh, a late offload there from from Alec Tuatavake. Trey Stewart heavily involved as well over two hundred running meters and and set up a couple of tries, a couple of line breaks. Uh, the the last try that he did set up for Zach Herring. I think he definitely could have scored himself. He, I don't know why he passed it to Herring there, but uh, it was uh, it was a really good win, forty six to four over the Magpies, and uh, yeah, they haven't had a, a lot of success in New South Wales Cup. So good to see them going well, and, and the Couchman boys were the the standouts in the forwards. Uh, I, I know Billy Burns scored two tries in four minutes, but uh, I still think that the Couchman brothers, Toby, probably getting the better of uh, Ryan. Uh, this time around, ran for over 150 metres starting in the front row, uh, which I think uh, he'll be doing in the NRL side before too long. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be having it working towards uh, Toby Couchman being our starting front row from next year, the way that it, uh, way that he's going, the way that he's progressing. All right, uh, Jesse. Another player that uh, not too many people will know, know too much about heading into the NRLW season. Uh, now I don't know how to exactly pronounce the name, but uh, Alexis uh, Tournier is it? Yeah, is that it? close enough. Close, close enough. So Pickford, she, she's obviously won a couple of awards over the the last little while that you'll tell us about. But picked in the the New South Wales women's under 19s uh, side to be played uh, the Thursday after Origin three in Redcliffe. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, she was um, awarded Tuskegee Cup Player of the Year. She's been playing with the um the Bulldogs. The um because of her impressive form in that, she uh, was graduated to the Harvey Norman Premiership side, which is the um, well, the, the same competition that the Illawarra Steelers played in earlier this year. The Bulldogs made it all the way to their grand final, and she got recently got Player of the Carnival at the um, national championships up there on the um, Gold Coast. Um, yes, yeah, and then yeah, um, in my chat to um, her manager last week, John Fidel, she's she's predicting a bright future for her. Um, He's, he's got high hopes for her. I think she will be the player to watch for our NRLW side this year. Um, he actually thinks that by the end of next year, she'll be playing for her country um, in, in, in open side. That's how, that's how high um, um, the expectation is on her. She's actually got young sisters as well back over there in New Zealand. So, um, and they're, 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 there's, there's a big future... Um, on them as well, but um, now Alexis um twenty eight, yeah, she's going to be a bright future. Um, and yeah, she'll be um, yeah, she's only eighteen too, so she's gonna she's gonna take the world by storm. She's only she's only been playing league for a couple of years. She's only recently she only moved to New from New Zealand in twenty twenty one, I think it was or twenty two. She's been playing in Queensland. Um, and was picked up by the Bulldogs at the start of this year, and yeah, um already making this New South Wales under down at 19th side. Um, there, there's big expectations on her. I think, yeah, hopefully she gets get a crack in this NRLW side because um, it's a very young side. But if we've picked up a very handy um, acquisition there and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how she pulls up. Actually, I've got – I will go through a little bit of a um, – I've got a little bit of a um, cap caption of it, um, Alexis, and um, 
there's more um if you check my um, john fidel chat as well you'll hear um john chat go into depth about her what um to expect of alexis um yeah as i said she's got high hopes of that um so she's been signed as a front row she's a front rower in 2021 she was awarded the um college wellington sport college rugby league player of the year and gaining selection for she won most valuable player in the tournament in wellington as well she was made the upper central stallions rugby league under 18s team and under 18 samoan team which competed in the pacific youth cup in 2021 she was named most valuable player in new zealand under 18 rugby league's club team which defeated new zealand secondary schools 50 nil um october last year and she was also has a rugby background as well she represented Samoan Barbarians at the World School Sevens in a couple of years ago as well. Under 18 Girl Rugby Player of the Year. Captain of the Wani Yamata High School Women's Rugby Team. And one Most Valuable Player of the Year there as well. But yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't been um, league a long time, but she's won with these awards. She's won. She's got a big future in the game and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her pull on the red V. Yeah, I, I think for people that... Uh, that don't follow the the lower grades that tasha gale under 19s women's comp is, is is a really good strong comp it's, it's the best women's under 19s competition in the world and uh she, she won the best player in that that entire tournament so uh, she's got a got a huge future ahead of her and looking forward to to seeing seeing her in in red and white a bit later and uh, and obviously playing in the the, the uh, new south wales side as well uh to the under 19s uh, before Origin Three, so definitely uh, something to, for for Dragons fans to be looking forward to. And and definitely, I I do want to add on to that too. Um, he Alexis actually had a number of clubs chasing her signature, but with the um, connection, obviously that um John has to Jamie Soward, um, um yeah, John told her how good um John told Soward how good he is and. He's going to be a special player, and yeah, um, John ended up landing her a contract at the Dragons. I, I think that's that's the exciting thing for for Dragons fans heading into this NRLW season is that there's so many really talented players that that uh, we don't know too much about that haven't uh, haven't been seen in the NRLW before, and uh, that's the the beauty of the, the the expansion is that we get to see uh, this talent get uh, get you know, showcased on, on a big stage. So so looking forward to that starting. It's uh, just over a month away from, from round one in the NRLW, and I'm, I'm sure over the next uh, four weeks or so, we'll, we'll start to talk a bit more about uh, about the, the women's game. But uh, staying with the, the lower grades this week, split all over the place uh, this weekend. Now, obviously, the, the Dragons play in, in Wollongong, and uh, the, the New South Wales Cops Cup side strangely uh heading over the Dutch to to New Zealand to take on on the Warriors so uh you would have thought that they would have given we play New Zealand in New Zealand later on in the year that uh maybe we would have played over in New Zealand then for New South Wales Cup and played at home this this time around but uh they haven't lined it up that way so uh the, the New South Wales Cup side will be uh over in New Zealand which um which does mean that there will be a couple of players who will probably miss out on playing altogether. Uh, the Jersey Fleet side, they head down Mexico way to take on the Storm as well. So uh, 
they're in they're all over the place this this weekend for the uh, the lower grades or for all the grades of the dragons. Uh, but in the extended NRL side, not named for the trip to New Zealand, is uh, is Billy Van Billy Burns, Moses Mbai, and Jaden Hunt. Uh, so you'd expect that they will. You know, either not play at all this weekend or they'll be the only players that uh, that could be late inclusions, which I think is a little disappointing that uh, that Toby Couchman isn't one of those players being considered to be a late inclusion because uh, I don't know what the kid's done wrong. Um, yeah, I, I think it, he's he's earned another another crack at the top grade and, and with Josh Kerr going, I would have thought he would have been the perfect man to bring back into this side, but... Uh, Alas, it's not to be. Uh, but Jesse, you sort of brought up Alec Tuivasa, who's come over from Manly, a 22-year-old with a with a big future, just coming back from a knee injury, a knee reconstruction. So not just any old knee injury. Uh, he's got his first start this weekend in the the New South Wales Cup. So a, an opportunity maybe for him to play bigger minutes and and really put up some big numbers and show what he can do as a as a starter. Yeah, definitely. Like as you said in the chat, you know, probably Fleming wants to see him like get a chance in the starting side, get some big minutes into his legs, um, get his, obviously deserves an opportunity in that side as well with his performances of late. And um, yeah, it could be good to see uh, getting him an opportunity and hopefully if he can impress us, he can um, be knocking on the door for a spot in first grade. We may see him get an NRL debut before the end of the year. And I did notice too, no Viliami Vita. Has he got an injury or something? Yeah, no Tautau Moga either. So th there's a couple of players that I obviously didn't get to see the game last week. I've only seen the highlights. Uh, and, uh, you yeah, know, I'm not sure. I'm guess, uh, You can only assume there has been some sort of injury or, uh, you know, some other reason why they, they couldn't go to New Zealand for uh, for, for whatever reason this weekend. But, uh, yeah, neither of those two named in that, that squad. Maybe they'll be late inclusions, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that, that plays out. All right. Uh, I want to move into a, to a segment that's been sort of semi-regular on the show. Uh, Coco's clashes. Now I know Coco is an on tonight, uh, and I've, I've been a bit slack in making this a, a more regular segment. But uh, I want to structure it a bit different uh, to, to sort of randomly talking about players that are, that are opposing one another. Uh, what I want to do is highlight one clash that you think the Dragons will dominate, one where you think the Warriors are going to dominate, and one that looks about even on paper that could decide the game. Uh, I'll, I'll start with with you, you Jesse. Uh, what's a clash that you think the Dragons win comfortably on paper? I would say on the wing, Ravalawa up against Montoya. I think Ravalawa's got his size. Um, Montoya's not the greatest defender. Um, if they, I'm not sure if they're on the same side of the park. I'm not too sure, but um, no, I think no, Rav, I think Ravalawa is going to be marking uh, D Dub. Okay, so rather, um, so Matty Fienai's got Fienai's on that one, Montoya. Yeah. Okay, um, actually, I think, I think Bud and Luke Metcalf actually is a pretty even matchup. I think Bud, exciting young player, so is Metcalf. I've seen him come through the system at, at Cronulla. Um, he's an exciting young player as is Bud. So um, I think they may have played against each other coming through the junior ranks as well. So. I think that's going to be exciting. That up, they're two players of the future, and I think yeah, that's going to be an exciting battle. Um, could be crucial to whoever comes out on top as well. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our, our, our main man uh, when it comes to, to lower grades footy is, is Stephen Bates, and he's just put in the chat... Uh, Tau uh, Tau Mogas missing the game due to personal reasons. Dylan Egan's out with an injury. And uh, Billy Army is uh, there's there's a good chance that he's actually going to play in that game. So um, that's the, the the feedback that we've got there on on the chat. And and Bates is a, a guy that uh, gets along and watches watches all these games. He, he goes and watches more lower grades than he watches NRL footy. So uh, he's a, a bloke that you, you certainly listen to when it comes to the, the lower grades. But for me, the, the matchup where where I think we win is in the centres. I think Moses Suley and Zach Lomax up against Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey. Uh, that's that's probably the the one where I think the Dragons have uh, have a significant edge. Uh, but once again, the Dragons probably haven't used the centers very well this season they've been more battering yeah, rounds so yeah if we if we can get them early ball isolate them one-on-one with those guys i think that's that's a battle where we can can actually get some uh some wins but um rob uh where's the matchup that you see the warriors as the winners and uh, the player or position where where you we will we'll need to play out of our skin to, to just contain them well, the Warriors worry me answering the question that you were just talking about in the forwards because if they're rolling forward and then and uh, dominating us, um, that's a concern. They've got some big boppers and they've got some mongrel uh, forwards as well too. And they've got Hasman's man, uh, Jackson Ford as well too. But the big boppers are, are big boys, mate. <clears throat> and they can offload the ball as well too. But then going for the key matchups. Um, Terrell Sloan with Charles Nixel Cox set. Um, yeah, I think it's a big game for Terrell, uh, to, to just to come out and keep on improving. I mean, the South game, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, the stats as well backed him up. Um, yeah, um, and yeah, keep on going, young man. Um, and but obviously, against uh, like what I was saying to the lovely girl we had on from the Warriors, uh, Charles has been doing very well for the Warriors this year. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Yeah. And then, so that, that that that's the one you think the Warriors Warriors win comfortably that matchup there? No, no. I I'm just going with the Fords, mate. I I, I worry that the the Fords might overpower us. Um, I know you're asking for an individual over an individual. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 quite happy to go go. I mean, I, that's not. Yeah, I'm just I'm just centers. concerned that that uh, the Fords don't overpower us. You know what I mean? I I, I totally agree with that, mate. I I, I think that uh, that the one that I Think the, the Warriors yeah, absolutely killers is through the middle. Yeah, Adam Hill, Blake, Bowman, yeah. Tohu, Harris. Yeah, I, I think Frankie Molo, Blake Laurie, and, and Jack DeBellany is 200. They've got a hell of a task oh, in, in yeah, standing up to those through. guys. If they if yeah. they can come through that battle neutral, I, I think we're uh, that'll go a long way to helping us win the game. But I think the Warriors uh, definitely start massive favourites in that battle mm. through the middle of the field. Jacob 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 is going to do a lot of work tomorrow on Friday, so. He's going to have That's to tackle good. his heart out as well. And then got, I've got, I've got the, other, the other matchups. Um, yeah, look, if Ben Hunt plays, he doesn't play. I mean, Flano said that he's going to play. He's, uh, that's his information. Yeah. Flano's told him he might be playing hooker. That's what happened. Flano's <laughs> told him there's a possibility. There's a possibility 
that he I mean, I'm trying to be positive, play. right? I mean, if Hunt plays against Sean Johnson, I mean, that's just, yeah, I mean, that's that's a it's a great matchup, right? At the end of the day. You, 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 you're stealing my thunder thunder for the next one, mate, so that's why I was trying to interrupt you. To, oh, sorry. The, 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 the next one, was, which is Muzz's question, is, is probably more uh, pointing towards that, that sort of matchup. But Muzza, looking across the field, what's the clash that's worth the price of admission, the even matchup where the winner of the personal battle could decide the outcome of the match? Oh, yeah, look, with that one, I... Um... I'm thinking it's in the halves. I think, regardless of whether Ben Hunt plays or not, I think uh, Sean Johnson, the, the way he's been playing this year, he's just been playing out of his skin. He's been the backbone of the um, the Warriors' turnaround in, in in their performance, as opposed to last year and even his own uh, form. Um, if if Ben Hunt plays, it'll be um, you know two of the old heads, and uh, whoever comes out on top of that. If if Buddy gets the nod, if Ben Hunt's not playing, well then it's um, you know a case of Master versus the apprentice, I guess, and it's a good time for Buddy to stand up. But I think that, um, yeah, I think that John Johnson versus whoever our half is, I think it's going to be um, juicy, I guess. But um, and probably the other one, you're, you're talking about even matchups. We're talking about four pack uh, overpowering us. I just think um, Adam from Little Blake, yeah, has been miles ahead of anybody else with his, with, you know, just his numbers alone. But um, Buddy Afoa hasn't hasn't been as impressive. So, uh, you know, that's probably one of the areas that uh, if we can contain Aiden or Blake and obviously Karen, but, uh, you know, we're a very good chance. But definitely that, that halfback, regardless of who we play, um, I think that's going to be a ripper. Yeah, uh, that, that's probably the the uh, one of the one reason that I, that I actually do hope that Ben Hunt plays. Uh, I, I've sort of been of the opinion that I don't really want to see him in the Red V ever again given uh, the way that he's carried on this week. But, uh, yeah, that, that match-up with, with Sean Johnson, I I think that's that's definitely one to, to look forward to. Both old guys, older guys at the back end of their career, but both of them in pretty much the best form of their lives. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, a, that's an incredible sort of personal battle if those two go up against each other and uh, whoever is the better night. Uh, you, you'd think, given the uh, tumultuous week that Hunt's had, and uh, two days after Origin, that Sean Johnson would once again be favourite. But I think that's a pretty, pretty even sort of battle that uh, could could decide the outcome of this game if uh, they get to go up against each other. All right. Well, uh, talking about state of Origin, uh, Jesse, let's chat about uh, the Origin game. Both teams forced into a few changes. Queensland without Jai Arrow, Selwyn Cobbo, Tom Gilbert and Tommy Dearden. Uh, well, New South Wales without Appy Coruscant, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines and Tavita Pangai Jr. from Game 1. Uh, which team do you think's made the better decisions in terms of replacements? Uh, without a doubt, I'd have to say Queensland. Um uh, they lost. Uh, they've got a lifeline mm. replacement. I think they've got a strong. I think they've potentially even got a stronger side. Like Xavier Coates, he, he, he's a freak of a try scorer. Um, yeah, he, he's he's shown he can handle that that um, level of Origin football. Um, Jeremiah and I played in that arena last year. He comes in for um, Tom Gilbert. He's handled that arena before too. And Billy Slater's known he can do a job. And then Milwaukee Fodawaka comes in. That was a surprise one on the bench. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Titans games this year, but I thought um, Corey Horsburgh from the Raiders would have secured a bench spot. He's, he's been unreal for them this year. 
I'm very surprised that he didn't get a bench spot there. But um, yeah, I'm not. I don't like the inclusion of Mitchell Moses at seven. Um, it's a, it's, it's really a, um, a hostile reception you'll get at Suncorp tomorrow. Um, you've never played Origin until you play an Origin at Suncorp because it's, it's, um, it's, it can be a scary sight even for an Origin debut. Let alone, um, this is where you get found out. Um, 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 he's, he's had his one chance in the Origin arena before a couple of years ago when um, clearly went down after the second game, but. I hope he hope he does handle well and step up. But as Daly Trevin said to him last week, well said in the media that um you can't expect to, your NRL form to transition to Origin form. You, um it doesn't doesn't transition. You it's a like Billy Burns' reserve grade form to NRL form, mate. Exactly. Like yeah, you've got you. It's a big step up in class, and you've got to go to that next level. Not sure if Mitchell Moses is like that. Um, I hope he does go well. Um, because it's really a must win game. We can't afford to lose this, and um. I think we lose this. Brad Pitt doesn't have a job next year. Um, I'll, I'm happy to see Reese Robson included. Um, obviously a Dragons junior. Um, good chance for him to show what he's got on the big stage. Um, there's been talk that he, he may start and they might blood up Cookie from the bench. Maybe, I don't know. Um, Freddie hasn't said anything about that yet. Um, and I'm surprised that he's gone with Stephen Crichton again after his, um, yeah, his disappointing game one. I thought Matt Burton at least should have had a crack or even Campbell Graham, but again, he's gone with Crichton. Yeah, Latrell Mitchell, another big loss. 100% I would have gone with Campbell Graham. Yeah, I don't know what he's what um, he's done wrong. He, I think he's been the best centre in the NRL this year. And oh, he's again, been unreal. He's, he's gone with Stephen Crichton. And, um, yeah, I'm a bit surprised too. Uto Ikamanu, is it? How do you pronounce it? Uto Ikamanu? Pretty close. Yeah. Um, so he, he he's probably the I think Gus admitted last week he's probably the biggest bolter New South Wales selected maybe twenty years. Like right. that's a left field selection. I'll skip um, the next four questions because you've answered all of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was very surprised at that one, and I hope that um, yeah, um, I think if if New South Wales have any chance of winning, they must start well because if Queensland get a couple of tries on the board. We won't come close to them. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the next couple of questions anyway. Uh, even even though Jesse has uh, pretty much gone through it, but uh, Rob, the biggest call was, was over who should have been the seven with Nathan Cleary out. Uh, the selectors have gone with Mitch Moses in a must-win game in a hostile environment. Is Moses the right man for the job? Mate, um, yeah. Look, it's a hard one because obviously um, he's had a crack before. Um, it's a cauldron to go into, right? Playing at Suncorp. Um, I mean, I was listening to, I can't remember who it was. Um, it was, was um, I think it was Billy Slater, obviously the coach of Queensland, was saying he's, he's watched um, sporting events around the world. And when you got a packed Suncorp stadium for State of Origin, it's, it, it's just a cauldron. It's, you know, it's like, it's just unbelievable. Um, the fans are behind you and all that. So for Moses, um, yeah, I, I worry for him that it, um, you know, he might get nervous. That, you know, it might be too much for him at all uh, and all that. But in saying that, I think his hookers that he's got in Cookie and in Reese Robson are very fast out of dummy half. So if they can get the forwards moving forward, that will be a big help to Mitchell um, to do his magic. 
Uh, and if that happens, um, you know, we're a real chance in the game. But I just hope, obviously, the atmosphere, um, I don't know if they still go past the Caxon on the bus and all that on the way yes. and all that sort of stuff. It's a big bloody step up, mate. Um, they, they have stopped doing that. I, I hope they get that back. Well, they, they they stopped it for a few. I I don't know if they're going to start doing it again, but yeah. they 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 stopped doing it. They can't. They've got to do it. They're like that's a rite of passage. Yeah, well, New South Wales teams to, to go past a, that. That's it's tradition. Yeah. It's, it's a tradition, river. Jesse. You're right. Correct. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. And the only thing I'd say, mate. Whether or not they should have looked at an Adam Reynolds, um, you know, for the experience or whatever. But I guess the future's the future, right? Like what we talk about, Bud Sullivan with the Dragons. Um, you know, you got to go to your future. Um, but yeah, I just, I just hope and pray for for Moses that um, it won't be too overwhelming for him, and he can play some of the the great footy he's been playing for Para. Um, so fingers crossed, mate. At the end of the day, um, and of course, wishing the best in New South Wales, the best, of course. Yeah, no, I know Big T's a Queenslander, so I'm not going to let him talk on the topic, but uh, I think <laughs> he, 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 he has, just, he has described list, Mitch bro, Moses. You, you have described Mitch Moses as the most complete halfback in the competition. I think he is, yes, he is. Um, I don't think he's quite as good as Nathan Cleary, but um, he's, 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 got, he's got everything. He's got his kick, he's got his his long passes, he's got his brothers, he's got his, he can run, he's a quick kid. Um, and he's just signed a multi-million dollar contract with Parramatta. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's a, he, he is a very, very good player. But, uh, yeah, I, I I personally would have stuck with Nico Hines. But, uh, and that, that sort of brings us to, to, oh, to the next. A, it's a cauldron to put him in straight into Suncorp. Wow. Well, what, what, he's, the, he's the best player in the comp. He's, he, he's won yeah. He's what won the Dally M. He, uh, He's won the Dally M. He's just about leading the Dally M. He plays plays one bad game, and all of a sudden, oh no, you're not in the team at all. Like I, mm. I don't know. That's that, that's probably the next question, Muds. Nico Hines, current Dally M medal winner, right up there near the top players in the comp again this year. He was in the team for game one, didn't get a lot of time as a utility, but all of a sudden been dumped altogether from game two. Do you think this is a fair call, or do you think it's a bit rough on him? Yeah, I, uh, I think it's a, another one where everybody's going to be divided over their thoughts about it. Um, I, I, for one, I think I think they've gone with the the right the right choice, to be honest. Um, Nico, I think, even if it did only come down to that one game on the last weekend before the um, before the selection, um, you know, yeah, everyone's saying Moses played against the Bulldogs and uh, Nico Hines had to play against the Storm, but you know, oh, isn't yeah, that sure. what we've he had a shocker, well, there's no doubt about that. But it, yeah, he had a shocker, but it isn't that what we're asking him to do against the the, the gun size to to be the um the, the lynch man, you know, to be the one to stand out. And you know, you can't do that in club footy against the top eight sides. You know, the sharks, as we all know, have uh, really struggled against top eight sides the last couple of years. Um, yeah, look, I, I think Nico, if he worried a little bit more about his game than he did his freaking hair, I think he'd go a little bit better. To be honest. But um, always fucking doing this with his hair. I might be a bit jealous because I've got none. But uh... <laughs> I, I, I... Uh, yeah, look, I, I um, yeah, with I, I just think that you know Moses has been there, and people even dogged him about his last game. But you know he, he played played that last Origin game with an injury for most of the game, set up a couple of tries, and, and was solid. But um, yeah, I I'm not unhappy that he's picked Moses over him. No. 
but it'll be divided. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with Mitch Moses being picked. Uh, I just personally would have gone with, with Nico Hines. I think uh, he, he's the guy that actually brings something different. I, I, I think that everyone else plays in exactly the same sort of way. I think uh, Mitch Moses plays is going to play in a similar way to Nathan Cleary, and I guess that's a, that's a straight swap. But uh, we lost the last game. Uh, we lost the last series. Nico Hines is a guy that plays in a completely different way. Yes, Big T. Yeah, can I just say that New South Wales have won the last five game twos? There we go. That's a, that's a good stat, mate. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and Queensland have won, won the past um, six, fifth, 13 or 16 or something games in Queensland. So, um... Well, I think there's only, only once where New South Wales have come back from 1-0 down, one yeah. in Queensland and then won the series. So it's only about 05, correct, mate. Yeah, and actually, you, 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 you win the Mad Dragons trivia question. Oh, thank you. Okay, well done. <laughs> actually, they said the last time we won game two in Brisbane after losing game one was 1998. So yeah, 25 right, yeah. years ago. I think Rod yeah. Wishart was in that side as well. So oh, going back some time there. Yeah, could, I, could I just ask Mars not to talk about hair because four of us on this panel now look like Homer Simpson. So. <laughs> hey, I'm one. I'm good. <laughs> we, we, we enjoy our hair, don't we, Donnie, while we squat it? Absolutely, <laughs> mate. I, when, when, you, when, you, when you've got it, flaunt it. Like the beard. <laughs> We're in the ball man's, ball Red man's big, prop. bushy beard. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, getting there. Getting there, Donnie. <laughs> You'll catch me, mate. But... Uh, uh, has man uh, again Jesse kind of alluded to, to this already but the, the big bolter in the Blues squad is uh, uh, Stefano Utoikamanu uh, were you surprised that the, uh, that the young Tiger got the call from Freddie uh, very much so I, I haven't seen much of him to be uh, perfectly honest I mean I don't I mean Freddie I don't I don't really rate Freddie as a I think uh, Blake Laurie has more average metres per game than than, than Steph so that gives you a bit of an well, indication. Well, don't, don't bloody tell me. Tell Freddie. Actually, no, no, don't. We need him. Um, no, look, I, I haven't seen uh, much of uh, Stefano, so I can't really speak intelligently as to, you know, exactly how good he is. Um, it's not to sound like Buzz Ruffle. Um, uh, look, I, Freddie could pick absolutely anyone and... I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be entirely shocked. Like he's he's an absolute bloody mad professor when it comes to yeah, Aaron know, Woods late inclusion. Yeah, not not even sure. Not even surprised. Who's Jackson Ford eligible for? Well, he's he's, he's, he's a blue. Young. He's a Jeringong boy. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe you can pick him then. Like late late inclusion, pretty bring him in. But uh, <laughs> late inclusion. <laughs> uh, just, just on a personal note, I think uh, Stefano is is actually the uh, the first player that I've called in a game uh, live that uh, that that I think's ever played State of Origin. He uh, I called him playing SG ball against the West Coast Pirates when he was playing for Parramatta. Uh, he was an absolute unit back then, as you could you could as you could imagine. Uh, he was a huge human, and uh, the the poor old boys from Western Australia, uh, they couldn't tackle him. He, they they had a real hard time against him. And I thought he did have a big future, but uh, 
I, I certainly am very shocked to see him uh, pick for the, the Blues in, in this game. Uh, all right, big team. Uh, we've talked a lot about the New South Wales squad, and uh, that's because the Queensland squad stinks and they're all grub, grubs, aren't they? They don't stink. They don't stink. <laughs> they don't stink, boys. Come on, they're a good team. They've got to admit one. they're all grubs. They are all oh, grubs. I do have to admit they are, there's a few grubs in the side, and Queensland, Queensland have been renowned for their um, for their grub, grubs, but Coach Bacobo was a like-for-like like trade. Nanai for na- Nanai for Arrow, like-for-like. Like. Mo Waker onto the bench. That's a, uh, I think that's a good inclusion. He's a, he's a good player. Um, good player for the Titans. Um, I would have liked to see him, Corey, get a run. Big Corey Hallsborough, Big Red. Um, I do like him and I've helped like him for He's got passion. He's like, he, he loves the game. He loves to play hard. Um, and he's been doing it for Canberra. So I would have liked to see him start. He'd look good in a red V, I think. So um, we might have to keep an eye on him, along with um, along with my mate Tino Fasumalawi. Um, he, he he should be in the red V too. So um, yeah, they've got class all over the field. Um, and yeah, later on, I'll tell you my predictions for that game. Yeah, we we definitely will get into that. And uh, and Brendan Daly, he he refers to them as. That shit brown team. So, so basically, <laughs> all right, you know, okay. I'll take all of them. Bring it on. Bring it on. Come uh, on. What maroon? That's kind of like when you when you go to the go to the toilet and you've had a little bit of beetroot or port or port. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all I've got to say is Queenslander. <laughs> ah, well. I hope the Blues can uh, can level the series. But uh, all right, uh, Jesse, this one wasn't on the original agenda, but there was somebody put it in in the comments, and I thought I'd chuck it on the on the end. Uh, Bo Scott has uh, has joined Jamie Sowers NRLW coaching staff. It's uh, it certainly put a bit of a smile on on a few people's faces to see uh, you know that the, the protector uh, rejoin Jamie Sowers in, in the coaching staff for NRLW. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see he's getting some old boys back, and um, he's actually been mentoring one of the um, one of our girls, actually um, Macy Carlisle. So, um, both um, picked in products, so um, obviously he was known for his um, great defence. No one will get past him, and uh, hopefully he can instill this in, into these young girls because um, yeah, they'll have a lot of experience and, and big girls heading their way as well. So um, yeah, and for them to um, learn off one of the best defensive um back rolls I've ever seen. Um and to um yeah to have him in, in that in that side and teach these girls how to stand up and really defend their own line and, and stay in position and, and do that against these more experienced sides, I think that's gonna be great. And um it's good to see that Sauer is getting um yeah these sorts of people and hopefully he, he can um um yeah um, teach them, be a good mentor for them, these girls, and um, show them how how to be strong and and very resilient defenders. Because, yeah, as I said, a lot, lot of young girls in this side, they'll need to do that against these um more experienced and um bigger girls in the um games ahead this season. Yeah, I think Buzzer might need to create a multi. I don't know if he's quite got one yet. So uh, I'll let you loose on that uh, women's state of origin, Jess. Uh, while 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 you're going, because I uh, know you wanted to bring that up. Yeah, so it's um again 
like like the um like the uh, men's tomorrow night, it's must win for the Blues on, on Thursday night. They head to Townsville for game two. Well, not just uh, must win. They've got to win by a certain margin. So they've got to win by nine or more. Um, so coach of the Blues, Kylie Hilder, has made a couple of changes. So um, Talia Fumuano, um, she she goes to a pro, her position of 5'8". So she'll partner um, Jesse Southwell in the halves. Um, your favourite player has been Ra- um, Rachel Pearson has been dropped from the side. Surprisingly, uh, what's what sort of a coach is <laughs> seriously? And my, my favorite player hasn't been picked either. Yeah, yes, I'll get into that a little later. Um, Isabel Kelly's been cleared to play after um copying the elbow to the throat in game one, so she's been given the all clear by the neurologist, and that's that's remarkable. Um, it's great to see her back on the field. Looking forward to seeing her play. She's um, she was a big loss when we lost her in game one, so um. She, she's a very dynamic player, and yeah, um, I think she's like sort of like the Trail Mitchell of the women's game. She's um, very dynamic, rather very hard to stop when she's in form. Um, and it sees Jess so just go back to the um, centers as well. With um, when Tiana Penatani was ruled out ahead of Game One, um, Tia, um, so Jess so just goes back to the centers. I'm excited to see Jessie Saffold play as a halfback. She's an exciting young player. I, Sort of didn't think they they got on well. Southwell and Pearson, two halfbacks and the halves. I don't think that ever works. Um, yeah, I think that um, that's going to be um, that's going to be more natural. Fui Fui's a more um, she likes to get her hands on the ball. She's a good runner of the ball and she prefers playing five eight. I, I see that as a good combination. Fui just focuses on running with the ball and, and doing what her strengths are, and then Jesse Southwell can just kick and do what she does best as well. And a big inclusion of for the Blues as well was um Samima Tau. She was she did not play in the first game. She had a shoulder injury. She suffered in the um um Harvey Norman Premiership, but she's a big inclusion. She's automatically one of the first picked in the um Blues side. So she'll add a lot of punch into the forward pack. Um Queensland have lost Julia Robinson, so she was suspended for that um elbow to the throat of Isabel Kelly. So um China Pallada comes in for her origin debut. Um Queensland have basically kept the same side that um played in game one. I think the Blues can get it done. I, I'm, I'm, I think they'll be better for the run. Or Obviously, Origin won out a lot of errors. They haven't played a lot of top-flight football since last year's World Cup. So there's there was talk about potentially um playing Origin through the um N- uh, through the NRLW season so they have some football in them um, against these top-flight players. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's to be expected. They haven't played any football in what, five or six months so yeah they maybe should review that as well but um yeah i i think this this blue side is stronger than the first one i think they can bounce back i think i, I like the inclusion of um Taufa and penatani penatani had some strike um jamie chapman's was was very good on on debut as well i um, scored that length of the field try sorry, made that um try saving tackle and scored a try on debut um, Emma Tonegato was was superb as well, um, and yeah, I've, I've, we'll, and Kezia we'll, we'll, great... we'll see how they go. The Blues uh, up against it and uh, having to chase points, but hopefully they can get the job done in uh, in both the men's and women's. Uh, I think uh, we all hope that. Even Big T really hopes the Blues can win. Uh, don't say anything, Big T. <laughs> all right, we'll get into uh, the last segment of the night. Uh, Muzzers ready to go. Let's do this. All I want, all I need, all I crave is a big multi. 
Okay, uh, Mother's Multi for this week. Again, uh, we're still sitting on zero dollars, and for that, I again apologize. But uh, you know, it will come, and when it does, it'll come big. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to start all, all anytime try scorers. Uh, so, jot this down if you want to have a big win this week. Follow me and all my professional tips. Uh, Will Penasini, uh, anytime try scorer for Parramatta, Isaac Cargo. For the Panthers, uh, to go over at any time. Uh, I've also chucked in Jerome Hughes for the Storm. They should score a few tries there, so he, he might go over. And uh, Corey Oates for the Broncos as an any time try scorer as well. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we can uh, finally get one up and get some high, uh, some some dollars over for the Family League, which is uh, uh, Donnie's touch on it just about every week, the, um, the work that they do. Um, and just, just real quickly on that with the Family League, they're obviously um, we're not making any money from here, so uh, there are other ways that you can support the Family League. I was um, talking with MG the other night on the uh, Muzzers League of Legends, if anybody's, uh, if anybody's missed it. But um, yeah, he, he touched on it a fair bit too, that you can become a member of the uh, Family League, I think for 20 or 25 bucks, as little as 20 or 25 bucks a year or something. And there are raffles and stuff that they run every week. That uh, yeah, you can win two thousand dollars a week or something as well. So um, yeah, I'll, I'm doing nothing for them with the multi, so I'm definitely going to sign up and uh, and sort of support them that way. So uh, hopefully, Mother's multi gets some gets a win up this week. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is a great cause. I've actually been a member for uh, for, for quite a few years now, uh, and and yeah, I was looking for me keys. I had the the key ring and all that sort of stuff on. But uh, I don't have them on me, but uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great organisation and anything you could, can do to support them is, uh, is fantastic. So uh, yeah, if you, you can help, help out in any way, then uh, and then absolutely do so. Um, hopefully you, you do a little bit better than, than Musser's Multi has for them so far. But uh, as you keep saying, Musser, we will get a win. We will get a win at some point. And when we do, it'll be a big one. And uh, and. Yep, then we'll cut one of, one of those big oversized novelty checks for them. Yeah, well, it, when it rains, it pours. It'll, uh, it'll come in loads of three, you watch. <laughs> well, let's, let's hope so. Hopefully we can get a get a couple in a row. But uh, it definitely, I, I, I sort of look at the multi that you've you've gone for this week and uh, it, it looks every every chance. Will Penasini has been in, been in great form for the Eels. So we, we talked about Campbell Graham probably being the best centre in the comp. Will Penasini, I think, has flown well under the radar. He's uh, he's in in really, really good form uh, for the Eels. And I think the fact that they're not going too well uh, has, has let that one slip by. But uh, I think he's going really well. Uh, Targo's always always a chance. Jerome Hughes... Uh, He's a, he's, he loves to love when he runs. The storm usually play pretty well, and as you, as you say, they should score a few tries. And and uh, and Corey Oates uh, definitely uh, an option to to barge over with uh, with his size out wide. So um, yeah, definitely definitely a chance of getting this one up. Um, uh, well, let's hope so. We, we you said that it'd be good to get a couple in a row. I'll be I'll be able to get one in a row to start with. Let, 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 let's let's get one <laughs> at least one this season. 
Uh, I don't want to head into <laughs> next season still sitting on duck egg. It'll come. <laughs> All right, it's uh, prediction time. Uh, we'll go through whatever your predictions are for the game uh, on Friday night, the Dragons against the Warriors, and also tomorrow, uh, New South Wales beating Queensland by how much? Uh, Rob? Okay, um, I'm just going to say before I start for the ball man on the panel, uh, Jesse, I notice you have a couple of hat changes there to make us all jealous, mate, you know, during the show. So yes, go on, you, mate. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Don't worry. Um, uh, Donnie, sorry to go off script. Dragons, one to four, mate. Um, my man, Bud Sullivan, anytime try scorer. Uh, and then Big T, are you listening? Big T, I think Queensland are going to win, mate. Love <laughs> you, South Wales. I just, I just don't think Freddie's got the right team. So I think Queensland are going to win. I can't put a score on it, but I think they're going to get the chocolates, mate. So I'm going to be in disgust now. People are going to throw stuff at me. So yeah, so don't worry, Benny Hunt. People start throwing stuff at me. Yeah, I was going to say I'm going to boo you harder than the fans are going to boo Ben Hunt. That's uh, that's <laughs> diabolical. I know it's disgraceful, isn't it? Oh. I mean, I'm in the red, you know, uh, dragons gear, but you know, I'm not in the blue. But yeah, I just got that gut feeling. Last year we started talking about state of origin. We went to Big T, and he started talking, and I booted him off straight away. So uh, I might do the same to <laughs> you right now. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Big T couldn't get back on after I booted him. So that, we, we, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, Mother, uh, what are what are your predictions for? Yeah, I'd say the weekend, but before the weekend. Um, well, we're just on origin, are we? Uh, well, both. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, look, I've just got to talk with the heart. I'm just hoping that the Blues will bounce back and even it up at uh, Suncorp, Lang Park. It's going to be a big job. It's going to be a tough job. But, um, you know, we'll we'll run away with it in the end and win by four, I reckon. Um Friday night, yeah, look, I'm pretty confident that the boys can carry on some decent form. And um, I think Matty Fienai will uh, will score at any time. And I'm going to put Zach Lomax in again for the first time try scorer. I think we'll win by four as well. There you go, four and four. I like it. I, I like you more than Rob. Rob's, uh, Rob's on my shit list. Hadsman, <laughs> uh, what, what are your predictions, mate? Right, so uh, we'll start with uh, with Origin. I reckon uh, the NRL will basically force the referees to uh, give New South Wales the game so that we can go to a decider because they lose too much money otherwise. Uh, so I reckon New South Wales by four. Um, now, the game that matters, uh, Friday night, um, I've picked Jackson Ford to score against his old club. Uh, and even funnier than that, I've also picked... Ben Hunt to score the first try and absolutely shut everyone up. Um, now, in terms of the margins, um, now I had a bit of a, um, I did have a bit of sort of, there's a bit of an omen about this one. Um, so I was having a quiet beer after work um, with the local on Monday. And just as I was leaving, I just happened to glance at the TAB screen and I noticed a, a race. I don't know if it was a, a you know, horse race or greyhound, or whatever it was. Um, but number eight was Saints by one. So 
I thought that might be a bit of an omen. So I'll, I'll go Saints by one with Hunt kicking a golden point field goal. Fantastic. Ben Hunt, uh, he's everywhere. He's everywhere in that. Uh, big T, I don't really care what you think, but let us know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. You care what I think because I'm important. And I told myself that every morning. I jump up and get up and look, look in the mirror and say, how are you doing? Good looking. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I reckon um, Dragons with or without Hunt, I'll, um, I'll, I'll get up. Warriors are in sixth, yeah, but um, we've got a bit of a – we've won 24 out of 34 against them, so I think we've got a bit of a uh, – what's Rob doing? Oh, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, but I think Sewer first try, burn anytime. Um, Dragons by four, as everyone else has said. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. But then um, Wednesday night, the game before, I think um, Queensland by a thousand. Um, um, Xavier Coast to score any time, man. My man, Tino Fasul Malawi to score the first try. Queensland to win by plenty. Yeah, uh, I, I told you I didn't care what you think. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed. I was, I was having a look at you. You weren't even watching. Why'd you even leave on tonight? Mate, if 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 if, if, if the blues do force this to a decider, then uh, oh, I'm sure. It's, then you and I are going to have words, mate. Yeah, that'll be fantastic if Queens and New South Wales can win up there. It's going to be a huge, a huge effort to yeah. do it. Um. It'll be the biggest boil over in the state of Rodden history. Yeah, it would be. And, I think it would be. Happen. I think Donnie Donny Bell, Donny Bell's in the theatre. He's done a dress change to the blue shirt. That's He's got the blue shirt on. Yeah. He's done a theatre change. I've That's noticed it. that. <laughs> Well, they, they call me they call me Kylie Minogue, mate. I've got uh, a lot of costume changes throughout the show. I'm uh, trying to up my game. I'm gonna gonna get some uh, some glitter for next week, I think. But uh, my blue blue jumper on. <laughs> Jesse's had a few costume changes. Yeah, well. look at him. Yeah, I've had a few with the hair as well too. He doesn't show his hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, what's your predictions? Um, for tomorrow night, I think. I think Queensland are going to clinch the series. I just don't like the team Freddie's picked. I think Queensland will get get us by fourteen. I think the the um hostile environment is going to get the better of the um these rookies like well Moses his first game at Suncorp. Um, yeah, I think Queensland will be right up for this. They'll have the full crowd support, and I think it'll be too much for the Blues. I I I just hope the Blues can overcome that and just play their natural game and show us what they can do because it's a do or die game, but. I really hope the Blues can win, but I think Queensland will be too strong at home. Um, as for Friday night's game, I'll be at that game too. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm going to go Jack DeBellin to get a try at any stage of the game. I think he'll get one in his big 200. Um, I'm going to go first try. I'm going to go Bud. I think Bud can get a try at his home ground. Um, yeah. And actually, I'll throw in a tip for the women's origin. I think New South Wales can get the required points. I think they'll win by 10. I like the inclusion of um, Fui in the halves and Southwell at halfback and Tauf has a big inclusion as well at lock. Um, much better side than game one. No disrespect to those players that miss out this game, but um, yeah, I think New South Wales can get the chocolates um, up there in Townsville. And for the Dragons, I think the Dragons can get home by four. I think it'd be a close one. I think Dragons by four. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Big T, Brendan Daly wants to know, how can you be such a good shit bloke? <laughs> I've been like that all my life, mate. Um, everyone loves me. Everyone hates me. Oh, I don't know, mate. Yeah. Thanks for that anyway. <laughs> I will add too, um, for the Blues, uh, the women's game, I'll go Jamie Chapman for the first try and I'll go um, Fui for a try at any point. All right. Well, I'll I'll start with the Dragons. I, I think the, the the Dragons, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game in Wollongong, but uh, it's not a venue that the Warriors like going to. They've only ever beaten St George Illawarra once in Wollongong. Uh, it's a something like ten or eleven to one in favour of the Dragons. So I think it's a it's a bit of a hoodoo. It's never by a huge margin. It's not well, not often by a huge margin. I know Big T went through a game earlier that was that was a pretty big big win for the Dragons. But usually uh, it's sort of eight to twelve points in that, that sort of vicinity. Uh, with that in mind, I think the Dragons get the win by six. Uh, I think the uh, the size of the Warriors might count against them, and Jacob Little will split them up the middle uh, with his speed, and he will score a try at some stage in this game. Uh, so the Dragons to to get home on Friday night, uh, and in the the State of Origin game, uh, I think you're all well off the mark. I I, I think New South Wales going to put on an absolute attacking clinic. Uh, Queensland are going to come out and try and protect protect this one nil series lead and play a little bit too tentative. New South Wales are going to take it right up to them. They're going to dominate from the outset. Uh, Tommy Turbo is going to score a try. I think Mitch Moses is going to set up a couple. He'll score one himself and the Blues to win by 18. Uh, we'll wrap it up there for tonight. I think it's going to be an absolute ripper tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. And I think our Friday night will be just as good. So come on, Dragons fans. Fire up. Fire up, baby. One more Red thing. I've got one me. more thing. Jesse's got some news. What do you got? You got some news to break. Next week is Beanie for Brain Cancer Round. And I'm going to be doing the walk in Sydney on Monday, the 5K walk from the SC due to the Opera House. And nice. beanies are available at Lowe's, IGA, and on the Mark Hughes Foundation website. Next week is Beanie for Brain Cancer Round. So go and support a great cause. Raise awareness for beanie. brain cancer. Get your beanies. Beautiful. Right on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, see you next week. We'll All see right. you Sunday. Ciao. <laughs>